0: Today, we are going to break down six kitchen swaps that absolutely everybody should know about. These are super easy, but they're kind of life changing, guys. This is episode six of season three. Let's do it. I'm Michelle Visser. Author of Sweet Maple and creator of the blog and YouTube channel Solely Resting. Because sometimes the only rest you can find is in your soul. Welcome back to the Simple Doesn't Mean Easy podcast, where we talk about how to simplify our lives in the midst of modern day life. One step at a time. Let's do this together. I feel like maybe I say this with every season we record on the podcast. Every podcast episode I record, maybe I say this, but this has been such a fun topic for me and I'm, I'm really excited about how once I really... Okay, you guys asked for this topic, right? All about real food and how to work it into the everyday modern life. And the more... It's, it's something I really hadn't thought about as in-depth as I have now that you guys asked for this topic and I'm... I'm kind of surprised, honestly, at how simple it can be. Mind you, it's also overwhelming. Like almost, I feel like this is going to sound like an extreme um, person talking here, but some days I feel like everything going on in a modern kitchen is bad for our health. And it's just overwhelming. Like how can we eliminate everything that could possibly be harmful to our family in our kitchen. Some days I feel like it's that crazy. But on the other hand, when I really step back and I look at just the little things one at a time that I have learned about over the past seven years now, and just one at a time added into our regular routine or eliminated something and replaced it with something else, it's it's actually not overwhelming and I'm having a lot of fun trying to organize this season. I think I have it all mapped out now and I'm looking forward to what's coming up. I told you, I don't know which episode now, a few episodes back in this season, I I explained to you that I was doing some research about um, the causes of cancer. And in 2019, there were, um, I'll just read the number. I was going to estimate. But I'll just tell you 1,762,450 new cancer diagnoses in 2019. That's a really high number. And in that same year, there were 606,880 deaths from cancer. But what really really got me was that only 5 to maximum 10% of all of the cancer cases that year could be attributed to genetic defects. So that means 90 to 95% of the cancer cases that happen every year in our nation have their root in either the environment or our lifestyle. So in the episodes ahead, I'm going to break down that lifestyle factor and what are the biggest contributors in our lifestyle, almost all relate to food, that we can change to help solidify that our family members aren't one of those shocking numbers in future reports about new cancer cases and diagnoses. So I, I used that as my springboard to decide what topics were going to be in the season and i'm excited at how it worked out and it's all great things that i'm eager to talk about and i have a few guests lined up who are coming up in future episodes that i think you'll really enjoy so um that just gives you a little bit of a sight for what's ahead but for today we're going really simple really easy we're talking about six swaps that everybody can do and I don't want you to feel like you need to do all six of these today. Maybe some of them you're already doing and you'll really feel great about it when you hear how good it is that you're doing these things. Um, but don't feel like, oh, in the next six weeks, I need to have all of these done, one a week or whatever. I mean, you can try to do that if you want, but it's not, don't let it overwhelm you. If you're like me, it you just kind of shut down at some point if you start just looking around and thinking everything is a problem. I need to change everything. <laughs> just, you can't do that. You can't let yourself get discouraged one step at a time. So pick one of these things we're talking about today that you aren't already doing and consider doing this swap. So, um, the first thing we're going to talk about is oil. Now, before we even start with this first one, I should tell you, I'm sure you already know, <laughs> I am not, uh, medical expert. I'm not a nutritionist. So what I'm telling you is just what I'm sharing based on what I've read from great sources or nutritionists I've talked to, but obviously anything that I'm telling you, check it out, research it yourself. Um, I am not an expert on oils. There are so many out there and it's one thing that for years I've actually wanted to take the time to really understand more about the different oils and the different benefits with the different kind of fats that they offer our diet, but I am not an expert. But the oil that I have started using almost all the time for everything is one that really is heart healthy and has so many good qualities to it. I do still have olive oil that I will often use as well, and I do use a lot of lard from our pasture-raised pigs. I love using lard. In baking and cooking Um, maybe we'll do an episode about that someday and why that's good but the oil that is my main go-to that I use the most in my kitchen is avocado oil Um, I used to use canola oil I used to be of that thought that that was the healthy choice but canola oil is genetically modified guys It's almost never, I don't think ever going to be the case that something that's genetically modified is ever going to be the best choice, (laughs) but I thought it was. Um, but the oil in canola oil is extracted from seeds using something called hexane. Hexane is a main component of gasoline. Like, um, it's used to like refine crude oil. So that, that alone, when I heard that told me, me, yeah, I should look into some different oil choices, but avocado oil is an excellent source of so many um, proteins and antioxidants. Um, it's it's actually just pressed from the flesh of an avocado, and it has a really mild taste. Some people say it's kind of nutty. Some people say it's buttery flavored. Um, I I'll be honest with you, I I don't notice anything different with the taste. But if you have a really sensitive palate, you might think it's kind of nutty, kind of buttery, which I think sounds fantastic, right? It's really low in saturated fat, but it's really high in the monounsaturated fat. Um, Oh, I also feel like I should tell you, if anybody would notice it and complain, it would be Bill as far as the taste of the avocado oil. Now, I haven't told him yet. I mean, I did this swap. Oh, early summer it's probably been 4 or 5 months now that i've been using avocado oil on our popcorn we're going to get into popcorn a little bit later in this episode and bill is a popcorn fanatic and he also is very picky um I, i'm any swap i'm telling you you know is one that is approved and works with picky eaters because bill is probably one of the pickiest <laughs> but he's never noticed the switch when i went from, um, other oils. I was actually still using canola oil on my popcorn, I believe at that point. Cause I don't like olive oil on popcorn. It just, it always bothered me. I never could get used to that. But when I switched to avocado oil, Bill never even noticed. Um, he doesn't listen to my podcast. At least I don't think he ever does. So I don't think he'll ever, Maybe even know this because (laughs) he doesn't need to know. (laughs) He doesn't need to know he's eating a really healthy oil on his popcorn because he might think it sounds gross. He does not like avocados. Um, Anyway, all of that to say, I don't think you're going to notice the taste. Um, But the monounsaturated fats, like the ones in avocado oil, they're the healthy fats. They're the ones that you're going to find in olive oil, in nuts and seeds, um, Diets that are high in monounsaturated fats can actually be ones that lead to weight loss and they can reduce heart disease. Um, and they, that is as long as you do have to watch the calorie intake because there can be extra calories involved with some of these fats, of course. But overall, the monounsaturated fats are going to be your good choice in oil. Also, avocado oil is an excellent source of lutein Lutein is a carotenoid, which is a certain kind of vitamin. And you find this vitamin in the really bright colored or really pretty greens of food. So if you're eating a diet that's a lot of raw foods with a lot of gorgeous color on your plate, you're probably already okay in your lutein intake. But the average person who eats the standard American diet is running very low in this carotenoid, in addition to other really important antioxidants, all of which you can find and avocado oil. So if you're not able to totally change your family's diet from the average American diet, as I don't recommend you should try to do like tomorrow. Um, but if you're not able to, to just totally switch it out, one little thing like changing the oil that you're using in your kitchen can suddenly be putting these luteins and these antioxidants in their diet, which are so good for them. Um, I think I already said that avocado oil is heart healthy. It's high in oleic acid, which is another unsaturated fat. And it has vitamin E and um, it helps your body actually absorb the fat soluble vitamins. You know, for so long, we were told for decades in America that fat is bad. Any fat in your diet is bad. And you're like, I used to do it. I would look at the labels and if it was high in fat, I would avoid it so silly of me. You just need the good fat because, um, there are vitamins that your body is not going to absorb without the good fat. So you need those fat soluble vitamins. So things like avocado oil are a great choice. Um, it's also linked to reducing, um, the bad cholesterol and increasing the good cholesterol. So all good stuff. And it has, it's, it's very similar in benefits actually to extra virgin olive oil. But like I said, there are some things that I just don't really care for olive oil on, which is why I made the switch to the avocado oil. But um, also avocado oil, this is really great to know, has a higher smoking point. So olive oil you can't use when you're sauteing and you have a really hot, hot pan because it has too low of a smoking point. But avocado oil is fantastic for sautéing and for, you know, sprinkling all over um, your cast iron pan when it's nice and hot before you add your veggies. Avocado oil is a perfect choice. The the biggest downside, honestly, that I could find, well, there's two, I guess. First of all, I'm told, I have not noticed this, but like I told you, I haven't really noticed the taste at all. I'm told there are regional differences with avocado crops, and that makes sense. And there's also different extraction processes that can give you a slightly different taste. So if you're really noticing the taste of your avocado oil, maybe you could look into where it's been processed, where the avocados were grown, and maybe go with a different option. Don't totally rule it out. Try another option. And then once you find one you like the taste of, stick with it because you can find different taste profiles, from what I'm told, in your avocado oil. The other downside is it is definitely more expensive, but I figure if you're doing little swaps here and there, if it is more expensive, you're not going to notice the price tag as much as just you know emptying out your pantry and starting fresh, obviously. But if you're doing one little swap at a time, and if you understand the health benefits of it, and you realize it's only how many pennies a day different, it's so worth it, and It's not really gonna hurt your budget per se, but it definitely is more expensive, no doubt about that. Now I will tell you, I get mine from Azure Standard and I can get it in bulk. And that helps a lot with this downside because it's a much better price that way. And then I have a couple different, um, oh, what do I wanna call it? Oil, um, I lost, I don't know, what what, what word do I wanna say? Dispenser, I guess that's what I wanna call it. An oil dispenser. I have a pottery one and a glass one. And my pottery one, I keep my olive oil in and my glass one, I have my avocado oil in so I know very quickly which one is which for whatever purpose I need them for. So I can buy the avocado oil in a giant bulk um, container and pour it in, of course, to my dispenser whenever I need it. So it just fits on the very bottom of my little pantry in my kitchen where I can grab it when I need a refill. So that works for me. Okay, the next thing, this is something that I started doing oh, two or three years ago, that I absolutely love. It actually makes me super happy, which you might think I'm weird when I tell you what it is to know that it makes me super happy. (laughs) Peanut butter, guys, real peanut butter. Fresh ground peanut butter is so good. I spent a long time trying to figure out how to do it. We were at Whole Foods one day, and I never go there. It's too expensive for me. It's not in our budget, but... I forget why we were there this day. Maybe we were traveling. And we noticed that they had the peanut butter that you can grind right there and and take home this fresh ground peanut butter. Oh my gosh, it was so good. And I knew I had to be able to, I had to do this. I had to figure out how to do it. It took me a long time. If you go to solelyrested.com and go to my search bar and type in peanut butter, that will bring up an article with all kinds of details of my... Success and my journey towards really, really good peanut butter. But depending on the hydrogenation, is that how you say it? Hydrogenation (laughs) process of um, the peanut butter that you're buying in the store, the type of fat that usually results from that process are the bad fats and the bad oils that can pose some pretty bad health effects. Usually you wind up with hydrogenated oil in your peanut butter, and that is a very unhealthy trans fat. You see, the fatty acids in oils that are the unsaturated ones that have health benefits actually, they, um, like they even reduce cholesterol in some cases. But when hydrogenated oil is made, those healthy fats are actually converted they're changed over to this new kind of fat, this trans fat, that's a fatty acid that you really don't want in your diet. It's bad for your cardiovascular system. Trans fat can increase that bad cholesterol. It contributes to the development of plaque in your arteries. Like you do not want plaque in your arteries, guys. That leads to so many heart problems. And your arteries themselves are like less flexible. So trans fat they lower the good cholesterol, they raise the bad cholesterol, they make your arteries hard to move and bend and clog up. None of this is good. Um, but, oh, and also, even if even if you find peanut butter that does not have the hydrogenated oil, processed nut butter, they lose some of their nutrients. Whenever you process something, as soon as you have processed it, it starts to break down in nutrients. It's just the way food is. And then there's the heating process and the packaging process, and then it sits on the shelf. So even if you're buying the good peanut butter, it is not loaded with the nutrients that you would have if you're making it in your kitchen and eating it fresh. And if you've ever purchased the natural healthy peanut butter at the store, then you know very well what happens when that sits on the shelf. It separates, right? Which is fine. You can just take your knife and stir it all up and it's all good, but it separates because the oil and the nut layers, you know, they they come apart as they sit, but freshly ground butter, peanut butter, has a really smooth consistency. And I don't know why this is, I really don't, but I would say 98% of the time that I make my fresh peanut butter, it doesn't separate, like ever. Like it'll sit in my container for maybe, I don't know, at least a week I'm sure I've kept fresh peanut butter. And it doesn't separate. Like, I don't know why one of these days I'm gonna look up the science behind it. If you know, send me a note, because I wanna know. I don't know what's special about it. But for some reason, you don't even have that issue. And guys, the flavor is unbelievable. I mean, seriously, freshly ground peanut butter is superior than any jar of peanut butter I have ever tried. And on top of that, you know exactly what's in it, right? You know, it's just peanuts. And if you want to sweeten it, You can choose whatever sweetener you want to add to it. Now, if you know me, you probably had a good guess of what I add. I like to add a few tablespoons of maple syrup when I'm processing anywhere from three to six cups of peanuts. Um, There are some tips, like I said, and there's lots of things. There's actually a lot of things we could say just about peanut butter. In fact, as I was putting this list together, I thought, you know what? Each one of these could almost be their own episode. In fact, they could be. So maybe we'll revisit some of these. Let me know if there's certain things you'd like to go more in depth with. We're gonna pause for a second so I can tell you about the sponsor of this episode. I don't know if you've noticed, but I just recently have started having sponsors here on the podcast. And one reason for that is I was taking my time and being really certain of who I even spoke to about sponsoring episodes because it had to be a product I love. This sponsor, might be the top of the top of my list of products I love, because I am a tea fanatic. And Positively Tea over at freshroastedcoffee.com is truly the best tea I have ever had. I have boxes coming to our door probably twice a month of the different teas, and I get large bulk bags of tea. And Bill kind of rolls his eyes like, are you kidding me? You really need more tea. And then I tell them, well, hon, there's coffee in there for you too. (laughs) Um, I don't drink coffee, but I can tell you that the people in my family who do love their coffees as well, their teas I could talk to you about for days. I love, let me just break down the couple points and then I'll stop. They're organic, they are all natural. Every single flavor or ingredient in every tea variety they make is all natural. And they come in bulk size. So it's the best price I have ever seen for organic teas, and these are the best quality. On top of that, you can even get small sample sizes. There's lots of sizing options available, so if you want to try out some flavors, you can get the little size. Once you find the flavors you love and you can't get enough of, you can get the bulk size, and the prices are out of the world, out of this world, can't be beat. Use code RESTED S-O-U-L-Y RESTED, for 10% off your entire order over at FreshRoastedCoffee.com. You will not be disappointed. Okay, the third swap that I wanna recommend to you is rice. Until, oh, I don't know when I did this swap actually, but until I did this swap, I was using minute rice. I did prefer the brown minute rice because I did know that the amount of milling that you do to any product, the more you decrease the nutritional content in the final product right so because brown rice is milled one step less than white rice it does preserve more nutritional value in the brown than in the white but bill doesn't like brown rice um i think he, he doesn't like the texture it's a little um i don't want to use the word crisp but you know what i mean it's a little crisper and honestly i think he just doesn't like the color as much i think he likes just the pure white color i don't know like i said he's the picky eater in the family so i would often make two different pots of minute rice the white for bill and a few daughters and then the brown for me and a few daughters but um but i was always using minute rice because i thought it's just so much easier you know and the crazy thing is we talked in an episode previously in this season that we're so easily convinced by the really great marketers of all these products that we need the convenience that their product offers. But if you revert back to a real option, you pretty quickly realize most of the real options are not that less convenient. Like usually where the convenience factor comes in is the prep time. So yeah, you do need to allow 10 to 20 minutes for making a real rice versus five minutes for making a minute rice. But it's not like it's any more effort. It's the exact same idea. You just have to give the rice more time to soak. So as long as you get the rice started at the right time, there is zero added effort. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy. And when you understand the nutrition that is lost because you're using minute rice, and when you realize how easy it is to give your family valuable nutrition with this tiny little bit of extra effort of thinking about the rice 10 minutes earlier, (laughs) like it is so worth it. But the process of making instant rice virtually removes, strips it of any nutritional value, like totally. On top of that, when you start eating what I call real rice, you realize the flavor and the texture is so much better, so much more delicious. And more enjoyable and it has nutrition in it guys so don't jip yourself don't let the marketers convince you that the convenience is worth it because it's so easy to add nutrition back into a meal by just using real rice I mean minute rice was first used in the military that's what it was designed for and that kind of makes sense like if you have to have a really quick preparation you got to have food ready quickly for a mass of people Yeah, it's practical to use minute rice, but there's no reason to jip our family of the flavor and the texture and the nutrition because of quick preparation. It just, it's really not necessary. At least I found, I I found there's really no more difficulty in my day because I have switched over to real rice. Now, you have lots of choices when you're choosing which rice to use. I went with basmati. I think that's how you say it. I like that it is a white rice that's loaded with nutrition, so Bill's happy with it, and it's just a a good choice for us. Like I said, it is a richer flavor. It's kind of nutty, maybe a little buttery. Maybe, you know, that's another benefit. You need to add a little less butter when you go to eat it. In fact, the name itself in Hindu means something like fragrant or good smelling or full of aroma or something like that, and it makes sense because it really does smell good. And that's another benefit when you're fixing it. You know, the kitchen smells good, guys. But another huge benefit is that it's much lower on the glycemic scale, and that means you're you're getting less sugar in your rice, which is a good thing. If you're diabetic, um, bas- basmati rice might be... I was going to say balsamic. <laughs> balsamic rice. Basmati rice might be something... That would be good for you that you want to look into Another great benefit of basmati rice is that it has a significant amount of soluble fiber in it, and that's so important in our diet. It actually has 20% more fiber than typical brown rice. The higher fiber, of course, helps reduce our risk of developing many different types of cancer. And just eating three ounces of whole grains a day lowers your risk of um, colon cancer by like, I don't know, a huge amount, 17, 20%. So this is a great thing to add to your family's diet. For the fourth swap, this is one that I love because our family has pretty much been addicted to popcorn for decades. Bill has always loved popcorn and he has always been a huge fan of the microwave bags. I mean, who wasn't for a good portion of their life? They're awesome, just the thrill of a few pops in the microwave and you open that hot bag and the steam comes out and it smells so good. I mean, who, who doesn't love that, right? Well, um, I know probably a lot of you already know this, but the steam alone coming out of that microwave popcorn has something like four dozen chemicals in it. Like It's just awful to think about. But the sources of those chemicals range from the flavorings that might be on the popcorn, like the butter and other stuff that is on there to entice you to buy it, um, to the ink and the glue that they use to make the bags that you then are cooking the popcorn in. So a long time ago, I introduce my family to an air popper that sits on our counter 24-7. And of course, you can definitely do your popcorn over the stove as well, but I tend to wind up burning it. I've even ruined some pans over it. And it just, it seems like it requires more effort to me because you really got to stand there and shake your pan. The air popper requires, in my mind, at least zero effort. And the popcorn is so good. So... It's like, it's a no brainer to me. The popcorn is absolutely delicious. You can put what you want on it. You know exactly what you've put on it. And you're avoiding all of that glue and ink and chemicals in the additives that they've put on the microwave popcorn. And, and it's even fun because you can come up with all different kinds of toppings. There's some that my family loves. Um, and you know, I feel like, I mean, I feel like there's a lot more to say, but really there isn't because it's like so simple. (laughs) It's just, it's such a good snack. It's high in fiber. Good for you. We grow our own popcorn. We have a lot of trouble doing that successfully. Tried it now for seven years up here in New England. I'm still struggling. If anybody knows a great variety of popcorn that grows well in New England, please let me know. We have such a short growing season and I've yet to find the perfect one so i do grow our own but we don't get a lot so i also buy it i buy it from azure standard they have an amazing is it like triple blend or something popcorn that's extra high in antioxidants and it's this gorgeous colored popcorn highly recommend so good um but yeah something so simple makes such a big difference especially when you're eating as much popcorn as we are now moving on to the fifth swap it goes hand in hand because who doesn't want salt on their popcorn salt is something that years ago i discovered redmond's real salt and i have never gone back i mean why would i because redmond's salt it has 60 plus like more than 60 trace minerals in the salt it is mined directly from under the ground in utah here in the u.s and that's all it is it is just salt and trace minerals it supports healthy bones It's just really good for you. They have a complete analysis of their salt over on their site, and I just, I I highly recommend it. And it's why not, why not add minerals to your diet in every little way, every time you're shaking salt on any of your food or your popcorn. And it's just, it's minimally, minimally processed. Like why, why would you want something that's high processed when you can choose something that's really just salt, 98% sodium chloride and 2% minerals, guys, it's good stuff. Go check it out. Um, and the final thing, the sixth swap that I highly recommend this one is rather new to me, and I can't believe it took me this long to discover it, but I love it. I have swapped out Parmesan cheese, you know, that you can buy in the grocery store. I used to buy it in the really big um, plastic tube container. What do I want to call it? With the you know the lids that you could flip open both sides so you can put the spoon in one side and the shake on the other side. I think you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Love that stuff. use it so much. We used to slather it all over our air popcorn. and of course on all of our Italian dishes our spaghetti and our lasagna. and well, the thing is guys <laughs> it's really not so good for you. According to the FDA, Parmesan cheese is actually being cut more and more with things that aren't cheese even. Like literally, companies are, are putting additives into their Parmesan cheese that aren't cheese. And the latest that I read about years ago was wood pulp. Literally, traces of wood pulp have been found in name brand that you can buy in any grocery store, Parmesan cheese. Crazy enough, when I first heard that, I literally, I remember I Googled it because I'm like, that can't really mean wood pulp, like trees, right? That can't be what that means. So I Googled it. And yeah, that that is exactly what it means. Um, It's exactly what you would expect. There are literally pieces of wood ground down so finely that they can be added to Parmesan cheese and the general consumer doesn't even notice it and it takes up mass in the container. Therefore, they're saving money. So they get maximum profit and they're using minimum resources and, you know, they're they're making more money. On top of that, most cheese has potassium sorbate found in it and that's a preservative. It's been around for a very long time. It's definitely good that it keeps our food, you know, stable and edible and it keeps us from, you know, contracting bacterial infections and fungal infections. So don't get me wrong, there's definitely a place for preservatives. But potassium sorbate has been linked to um, different health problems that if you eat a lot of it, and our family does eat a lot of cheese, it, it just can be something that you want to think about and you want to limit in your diet. I mean, there's short-term effects like migraines and it can irritate your skin, it can irritate your eyes, but long-term effects, you could have severe immune deficiency. And that's a pretty big thing in these days to really think about our immunity and keep it strong, right? Um, so the alternative, what I have swapped out for that shake on Parmesan cheese, you ready for this? I'm excited about this. Nutritional yeast. It's really rich in nutrients. And it's something that vegetarians have been doing, I think for a very long time because they have deficits from not eating meat that nutritional yeast fills those deficits. Uh, It's also free of like gluten and sugars and soy and other things that are dietary problems for people. So people with high food sensitivities long ago discovered nutritional yeast as a good substitute for cheesy flavor. But its nutritional content can benefit anybody. We don't, I'm very thankful to say, we don't have any dietary restrictions in our family. We don't have any allergies, we don't have any vegetarians, like that's, none of that's an issue for us. But the nutritional content in nutritional yeast is amazing and the flavor is fantastic it tastes just the same as shaking on that parmesan cheese that's not so good for us Um, they're made up of an actual strain of yeast as you would think from the name of it it's the same strain of yeast that's been used for thousands of years in the brewing industry and the baking industry Um, but it also it contains nine essential amino acids and that makes it a complete protein like you find in animal products, which is why vegetarians discovered this a while ago and have been using it in their diet because it is an actual complete protein. And complete proteins, they're important nutrients that like, are really important for all kinds of things like tissue repair in our body and the absorption of nutrients. Like, We can't absorb nutrients correctly if we don't have enough protein in our diet. And they prevent muscle loss, which is important as you start aging. And then there's there's all kinds of benefits, like heart health. And like I said, our immune system is much stronger if we have these complete proteins in our diet. They convert our food to energy more efficiently. And the whole process really helps you have a healthy metabolism and consistent energy level. All of that is so important, right? Um, negatives, I guess you would say that... Um, You do have to consider, like any good thing, if you add too much of it too quickly, it can definitely impact your digestion. It's the same thing with kombucha. I I talk often about kombucha. I absolutely love making fermented tea and flavoring it and getting it carbonated, but it also is a yeast product, and if you add too much of it too quickly in your daily diet, you're going to have really bad stomach pains, and that can happen with nutritional yeast too. It, it's really good for you, but you just have to add it gradually and let your body get used to it. Um, two tablespoons of nutritional yeast has 20% of your daily need for fiber. It's great. It's great that it's so high in fiber, but you know that can lead to some bad tummy aches if you're eating a ton of it and having it too much. Also, I'm told that it can interfere, and this is probably true with the whole lot of things we do in our diet. It can interfere with medications you might be on, so any big change in your diet, you might want to consult your doctor about that if you're on daily medications. But aside from those few things, there are no negatives that I know of with nutritional yeast, and it's so delicious. And it's one more thing I've been doing that (laughs) Bill hasn't even noticed. Like He loves the popcorn. He doesn't even see the difference with the avocado oil and the nutritional yeast on top. And I'm adding the fiber, I'm adding the nutrients, I'm adding the um, antioxidants, and little things like that make a big difference over time. So I hope that these six swaps are something that sounds interesting to you. I hope maybe one or two of them are even brand new to you, and I hope that... Something I've mentioned becomes a really simple way that you can make a big difference in your kitchen and in your family's diet. So that's it for today. Please stick with me throughout this season. Lots of exciting, really great details coming up. Fun episodes, fun guests. I hope you can join me. And remember, it's easy. It's easy to forget how blessed we are to live this life that we have. So enjoy the simple everyday efforts, guys. It might not actually be easy, but it is a very good life.